listeners, welcome back to the Lost in Postulation podcast, an LIP production. I'm Nicola Volpi, and taking some time off the golf course, finally, to join me today and to grace all of you with his presence, it's Neil Fitzpatrick. Look, I don't take a lot of time off the golf course, okay? Uh, The virtual golf course, that is. I assume that's what you're Mm. getting at. Coffee golf has taken over. Coffee golf unreal, and to think that about two months ago, we were talking about all the games we play on our phones and how they had all migrated to just, you know, being from the New York Times, that we played them on the browser, that there were no longer app games. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, my friend, you've got me hooked, trying to defeat you on a daily basis yeah. at this stupid game. And this is, a, this is a territory where I do feel confident that I will consistently win. Like, we've had a few battles, you know, over the years with, with various daily quizzes mm, and games. We have. Where it's because gone over and back. Even with Geoguessr, we were pretty evenly matched. Mm-hmm. This one, though, like, you're, you're, you're fighting someone who has, like, 20, nay, 25 years of experience in gaming, you know? Like, really hardcore yeah, gaming. Yeah. So a professional, I, I, one might even one say. One might say. I, I could go pro on Coffee Golf, though. Well, the way you would do this in actual golf, when dealing with a professional, if it's like a pro-am thing, mm-hmm. and I'm the am, the mm-hmm. amateur, is that you would have a handicap attached. Yeah. So we would start you off with an extra three, four strokes. And then we'd see, you know, pound for pound, mm. who's the better coffee golfer? That, we would, we would. But isn't coffee golf, it's like so short courses. We're talking two to three hits per hole. Mm-hmm. So a handicap is, is already going to move the needle like... A million right. percent in your favor. I don't know if I feel maybe like a good. one stroke. One stroke, I would take actually. If you can, if you can meet me <laughs> one stroke consistently, then I will say we are equals in the pro am coffee golf world. Okay, fair enough. To see who's the better pound for pound golfer. Yeah, that's and fair. I keep saying that pound for pound because, as I said it the first time, I was thinking that cliche of pound for pound. What does it actually mean? So when somebody says this person is the best pound for pound prime minister or the best pound for pound president of their generation, what the hell does that mean? I can tell you. It comes from the world of boxing. Surely. I know that part, but how do we then extrapolate Uh, it to all these other categories? I think we we give it some generous leeway in terms of meaning, right? Because it it makes so much sense in the boxing world when you put... The world's smallest man against the the biggest heavyweight. Of course, that's going right. to be a washout. But then pound for pound, for for each pound that each person has, you know, they are equally matched in some way. And I think then we can just extrapolate that logic to basically everything. And it works. Pound for pound. I love it. So used to compare a skinny precedent to a fat one? Is that what we take to pound for pound? Or does pound all of a sudden take mm. a more metaphysical meaning i've never actually heard presidents be compared pound for pound actors though actresses they say pound for pound the best actor okay then i think that's that's a stretching that's a stretch of the usage and i would i would not support that actually okay i would i would would protest that no lip sign off on on pound for pound and i'm actually 900 percent sure 1000 percent sure that we've never said that on this podcast we've no never, no i don't think we've ever said you know loose loosely said like oh pound for pound they're the best blah, 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 mm. until now until episode 40 what is it two yeah and uh, yeah. yeah xvii you're rocking with the roman numerals oh i love the don't roman ask numerals. me to, to call it <laughs> gotta stay true to the faith yeah. um not very inclusive though pound for pound considering we don't have that many countries globally that use the the pound yeah. system the non-metric system but it's right? so much easier to say than kilogram for kilogram isn't it but kilo for kilo? Kilo for kilo. That works. Yeah. That does work. That sounds actually kind of cool, no? Kilo for kilo. Kilo for kilo. We can make that in happen. In this corner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think we can uh, We can make that happen. Yeah. When it just added to our list of um, campaigns that we're running. Right. With, uh, Starting to be a bit yeah. spread thin with all the... All the campaigns. The peace treaties we're trying to bring. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> we, we didn't know. And it's a full-time job, you know? On it, top of our full-time jobs. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. On top of our lives. And you think... That might have been my mundane, but it wasn't. No, no. okay, bring um, it on. We'll get to it. Uh, okay. First, listeners, thanks for joining us again. We got the videos back on today. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm waving at one right I now. I forgot Who's already. Jeez, yeah, yeah, look at that. Um, so don't be camera shy, Neil. Um, Will not. Try not <laughs> yeah. to, yeah. Uh, it's good to be recording together in person again. Yeah. Um, mm. Hopefully, you guys will notice a bit of a difference because it uh, means a lot to us to, to be in the same room oh, from yeah. time to time. Oh, it's infinitely better. Yeah. We've done a few now remotely, and it is good, but it's just not the same. It's not the same. It's yeah. not the same here back in the studio, undisclosed location. And uh, listeners, you can reach out to us as usual, lostinpostulation at gmail.com. Our Instagram, that's lostinpostulation. You will find this on YouTube even. Yeah. 
full length. We love those. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a niche market so far. People, people have been more into the reels than the full length clips. But, you know, we, we want to cater to everybody yeah, one way I or mean, another. Makes sense nowadays, right? Those, yeah. those reels uh, serving their purpose for the Gen Zs, of which you're a part of, honorary. Yeah, they prey on the same addictive dopamine cycle that Coffee Golf preys on, you know? You could say. And I really, like, I have fallen quite victim now to the, to the addiction of Coffee Golf. Like, it's, I feel it, the dopamine hit when I hit, like, a... I don't, just for anyone who has played it. Chipping bear, it into the with, But when you chip it in, and you know the way, when you chip, it'll bounce three times. Mm. But when it drops in on the second bounce, so it goes like, boing, straight in, I get, I genuinely feel the dopamine like releasing. So you even know, depending on the club you're using, how many bounces you would get from that yeah. one. Look at yeah, you. Yeah. Okay, See, this, well, is, this is what I'm saying. You're, this is not fair. I've gone to this level, yeah. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> now, just be honest with me on one thing. And sorry, listeners who aren't playing coffee golf. You um, will be. You will be soon enough. You will be. I, I wouldn't encourage you to because it is highly addicting. Mm. But clarify one thing for me. When you send me your score every day, it's yeah. listeners, it's a wordle style texting of the score. Mm-hmm. Is it always no. the first and only time you're no, playing? No, no, okay. no. Okay. Because, Fair. of course. Thanks for being honest. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Because if you start off, and because of the way the trees are set up and because of everything, you may, there are some really bad spots, spots you can get stuck in, right? Mm. And uh, it's, it's done. You might as well start again. And then all you have to do is watch a little ad. You don't even have to watch it. And right. you're back at the start. Exactly. So I, I do, I always want to say, okay, this isn't representative. This this score is not representative of my best effort, you know? Okay. So I like to go back. But generally, half the time I just do it and I'm like, yeah, 12. That's good, good. enough. Yeah, okay. Cool. Okay. But now I feel better about myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had days where I'm just sending like three or four to you in a yeah. row and I'm like, I'm going for it. I think there should be a way. The best case scenario would be if it said, first try, here's the score. You know, like mm. if on the little message it sent, it was like, that was actually the first try. Right. But they don't do that. So here we are. Yeah. That's something I actually always tried to push for, for example, at university, yeah. where some people could retake exams mm. and they didn't get a little asterisk saying, hey, this person took it twice. Yeah. They had you more time to water study. down their score, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There you go. Well, there you go. And Neil, here we are. It's time to really postulate now. Ooh. My mundane here, top of the show, Spotify wrapped dropped about oh, yeah. 10 days ago sure did. uh we covered this a year ago uh i'm not gonna go into what's on my rap i don't think anybody cares anymore they're still recovering from last year uh-huh. it's also not that different from last year's a lot of um, yeah. yeah just a lot of podcast hours like yeah. listening to a lot of podcasts oh, cool. it was almost scary the number of mm-hmm. i think like 44 full days of podcasts that is huge yeah that is crazy Whoa. a lot of stuff in the background but still that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. fair one quick thing that I noticed, they, they had an innovation this year. They found a town mm. where the most listeners were listening to what I was listening to. Uh, I thought that was super cool because I got Youngstown, New Zealand, Ooh. which then I, I searched. Beautiful place, stunning, where they filmed a lot of the Lord of the Rings, one yeah, of your favorites. Yeah. Um, tourist huh. hotspot on the South Island. Uh, and I was just like, Spotify, this is awesome. Like... I want to go there now. This I, I had a different reaction to it though, because I maybe it's it's me being overly you got Kansas City logical. Or yeah, well, yeah. I just got like this random place in Washington, right? Washington State, not DC, right? Okay, and okay. I was just like, okay, what <laughs> what do I do with this information? Like, or I, at first I was like, did I miss? I had to go back. I clicked back, being like, did I? Sorry, I think I mi- I must have missed like the intro to this. But it was, was a like, lot no. of Nirvana or something. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was actually a lot of. Uh, remember earlier this year, I was talking about the female vocalists that I've been enjoying. Yes, that pretty much defined my top okay. five. So it was yeah. a lot of like Wise Blood, Jockstrap, yeah. all these like uh, okay. uh, female vocalists. So twenty three for me was all about and Boy Genius and, and right. groups like that. So uh, yeah, apparently some town in Washington. But you can see how much I engaged with it because I was just like okay what do i do with this info mm, you know yeah. so i like the i like the thought behind it i like it's a cool it's it's data that they have and they're using it to draw some kind of a yeah insight but then i'm for me i'm like what is that insight you know should i go there should i is, is the point that i should go travel there i think it's not so much that you should travel there it might be that you should move there to be surrounded by yeah. like-minded people yeah but is I that mean, what we're getting at if that's what we're getting at, then who's doing that is my question, you know? Right. Is, the, is anyone opening their wraps and going, okay, it's happening? Actually, that... I, I dream I would, about it. I'd be supportive. I, yeah. I think we could easily... That's a podcast we could welcome into the LIP network. Right. The I moved to where Spotify told me to move uh, show. <laughs> so it runs our lives even more than it already does. Oh, no, it. yeah. But I'm saying let's, let's not us do it. I'm, I'm willing to yeah. make a podcast about somebody doing that. 
Oh, and I'll I, make wow. it a documentary. That's meta. So if anybody's listening and is at a really low ebb in their life and is like right. ready to move to somewhere else in the world, yeah. let us know. I think we can make a documentary about it. Yeah. We're yeah. not going to finance the travel if you have to go all the way to Youngstown. All self-funded. Yeah. All self-funded. Yeah. yeah. Good to make that clear. Very. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get ourselves into another I'm open another to. Hole. I'm open to revenue splits. I'm open to um, Always. all sorts of profit shares. That, profit shares do presuppose profit though, which is... Mm. Uh, step one yeah so yeah good well, to good to know there you go that's yeah. where i wanted to start on wrapped then okay. another thing we discussed last year when we discussed it we're like what else can wrapped be applied to right mm. and we came with some some great ip yep um i remember wardrobe wrapped yep that was good yeah Very to cool let you know it. how many days a year you're wearing that pair of jeans exactly. uh, are you washing it in between or not yeah. we talked about vocabulary wrapped also very good what was your new words for this year? What words did you exit your vocabulary? Right, yeah, right. Uh-huh. What did you overuse? Mm-hmm. Postulation, for example. For example. And then I thought, okay, this year, let's do something different. You know, one of the themes of the year has been ChatGPT. So mm. let's consult Darkness, our old friend, yeah. uh, and ask what else it could be applied to. And I want to get your take on what do you think has legs here, okay? Sure. First one, daily commute. One of the less exciting raps you could see, but yeah, I, I, I like it. Yeah. Well, this is how she described it, Chad yeah. GPT. Yeah. Summarizing commuting statistics like total time spent traveling, yeah. modes of transportation used, or favorite routes. I think that actually is easily accessible, at least in the Danish system. Like the Rice Accord has all that data on it. Mm. They, they could send that to you just now and be like, Good point. happy 2023. Yeah. That, I, I'd be up for seeing that. Right. Again, though. Like Wrapped is cool. Spotify Wrapped is cool because it gives you an insight of like, oh, wow, I got really into metal this year. Or like, hmm, right. I, I listened to more emo than I thought, you know. Right. But uh, <laughs> the insight you get from uh, this, from the public transport is like, oh, I spent a lot of time on the, the public transport. <laughs> and that's kind of the end of it, you know. You don't think there's any like potential learnings packed in there of, mm. oh, I really traveled between those hours. And now that I think about it, I was always mm. stressed when traveling during that. So maybe I want to change yeah, yeah. that. What, what would be cool is if it was paired with Hey, you spent this much time on the bus. Mm. Did you know you could spe- you could actually spend 15% less if you were to leave your house five minutes earlier? That would be like a cool insight that the public transport could give right. you, right? Right. I just don't see them... Uh, sorry to say, I don't see them doing that anytime. Taxpayer money. Sorry. Yeah. Here's one. Meal tracking. Providing a breakdown of daily or weekly nutritional intake, mm. most consumed foods, or favorite recipes. Very good. And I, I think it's Love good it. to make a distinction here between that versus money spent in restaurants or takeaway, you know, which mm. is possible to get from your bank account already. And it's very depressing to read, at least for me. A horrible. You just don't want to know. If no. you add it all up, it's just like, what have I done? But uh, Most yeah. analytics coming out of my banking yeah, app yeah. make me want to throw the yeah. phone out the window. It is tough, yeah. yeah. Especially if you're if you're in talks with any banks about a mortgage, you know? Right. And they're like, ah, so uh, let's have a look at the restaurant line. Uh, this number here, <laughs> is that is that a normal year for you? And you're like, that is, if anything, a low year for me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you swing it there. No, you yeah. know, I had some mobility issues, so I just ordered in the one. You would have to, you got to yeah. explain it away. Got to justify yeah. it, right? But no, I like, I like your core idea here, which or chat, GPT's core Chats. idea, yeah. which is uh, what did you consume? What did you consume more of? Are you up or down on your veg- vegetables mm. versus last year? That's cool. Then she threw out some which are quite conventional, which we have for many other things. Mm. Sleep patterns, work habits, screen time. I have all those. Yeah, we I mean, have all yeah. those, right? Yeah. So it's like chat. Come on, give yeah. me something more. Mm. Here's one. Hydration. Cracking yeah. daily water intake, popular beverage choices, or hydration trends. Yeah, and this is one that we haven't cracked from a monitoring perspective. <laughs> I, yeah. I have like a little widget on my Garmin um, right. that allows me to track it. Because you're mm. supposed to, every time you drink water, you click the thing and say, I had 200 mils of water, you know? Right. But I tried it for like literally a quarter of a day and i was like i hate this i'm never gonna do this you know right but beyond these very manual measuring methods there is no actual automated way other than i guess if you installed something in your sink but even then or a chip behind your tooth you know that's something like that i don't want that that's you don't want that that's invasive yeah yeah. i don't know there needs to be there needs to be some better system here i'll think about it but hydration stat i think it would be quite interesting because i know everyone tells me wow yeah. You drink a ton of water mm, all the mm, time. So yeah. I'm curious of like, do I actually? Because, and I'll tell you why these analytics are interesting. Huh. A couple of weeks ago, my wife goes, are you watching or not? You know, we're watching uh, something uh. on TV and I was on my phone yeah. doing something. Yeah. Uh, inexcusable, I know. But, huh. and then uh, it, it came to the, you're always on your phone. Hmm. And then I'm like, 
you're always on your phone. Yeah, let's compare. Let's compare mm-hmm. screen time analytics. Yeah. And she turned out to be on her phone two more hours a day than me. Not even by a small amount. Yeah. I still didn't win the argument, but I yeah. got the data. You got yeah. a little uh, point yeah. in your column. Yeah. How about that? It was a 9-8 rather than a, or a 10-9 rather than a right. 10-8. You know? yeah, so yeah. with the hydration, I thought someone says, oh, you drink too much water. I say, let's, let's see pull if up the data. I drink too much or if you drink mm. too little, my friend. Although what you're doing there is you're disregarding the feedback in its own right, which is still good feedback, which is right. I have the impression that you drink a lot of water, you know, right. and what does that, and that's still good feedback to receive, you know. Yeah, thank you, marriage counselor. Just saying. Um, <laughs> that's free. Communication habits, which we covered. Like it. Um, I don't weather preferences, highlighting mm. preferred weather conditions seasonal activities or changes in weather-related habits? Like, I, I appreciate ChatGPT for its creativity and that it will find... If you ask it to come up with 10 things, it will come up with 10, but they're not always the yeah. 10 best, right? So I'm going to leave you with this one, which I think is actually revolutionary, and mm. I would genuinely appreciate this. Okay. Mood tracking. Yeah. Creating a visual representation of daily or weekly mood fluctuations mm-hmm. and emotional well-being. And Hit then, it. and then correlating it with your exercise and or food, hydration, yeah. what have you. That's the future. And I've actually seen people on Reddit. There's a subreddit called Data is Beautiful, I believe, yeah. where actually quite a few people track their mood on a daily basis and they just give it like a score from one to ten. Okay. And it's color coded and then it's it's basically graphed over a year. Right. And then you can really they can even annotate it with things like went through a tough period at work, like had an argument right. with someone and you can just see the mood kind of going up and down. Mm-hmm. And it really, it, it seems to be sticky in that sense. Like it's very rare that the graph goes like sharply up and down. Mm-hmm. It is more like you have a September where it's climbing and October where it's still climbing and it stays there and then it slowly declines again. Mm-hmm. But it's, it is one thing that we have zero visibility on and it would probably unlock a lot of insights. For sure. A lot of insights yeah. uh, that, that you could actually act on. You know, I mm. mean, if I get that, it's like, you know, 40% of the of the winter days, yeah. you're in a gloomy, depressive, yeah. irritable mood. Yeah. And then I'm like, hmm, I don't want to be that person 40% of the time, right? Yeah. So maybe now I'm going to go do something about it. It's easy enough to implement as well if I just think like, already i'm using the garmin two plugs in the one intro for garmin yeah, but uh, i'm using it to track sleep anyway and if there was just like uh, a must do thing every evening where it was like how's your mood today and you just like click it in right. you know that's e- that's done then then i would already do that every day and right, i would have exactly. the data it just doesn't ask me that currently make it easy for us yeah, yeah maybe i should develop this uh this well there you go yeah. but you're not wearing your garmin while we podcast no i i've been wearing it like i ran went for the old run today and you know I just kind of thought my wrist needs a little break, actually, from it. I, okay. I, I've had it on so much. You, know? you sleep with it? Yeah. Ah, okay. Oh, so I, I don't sleep with it. The sleep insights are amazing. Every day, it's like your heart rate variability, your restlessness, REM sleep, deep sleep. It's like... What does that change for you, though, other than knowing, hey, I need my eight hours of it's, sleep? You no, know, it's so good because heart rate variability, I've learned, mm-hmm. is like the number one indicator of current stress or coming stress right. that your body will... Okay. Like it, it's, okay. It, and genuinely, once in, I think it was early November... My heart rate variability during sleep dipped like crazy. It was like 40 something or 50 something for a you few nights. relaxed. And I felt okay. I was yeah. just like, that's, no, no, that's bad. Sorry. Ah, it's variability should inverse. be high. So okay. that's bad. And I was like, I feel fine. What's up? And then I got sick like a few days later. Ah. So it's like an early warning, warning that your body is under stress basically. Because when you sleep, your heart rate should vary by up to like 70, 80, 90 milliseconds right. you know, per beat. Right. Uh, and it can track that if it does or doesn't. So I do keep a keen eye on it. And then I notice I've started running a bit more now the last couple of weeks and it is going up the heart rate variability you know so it like it's it's an amazing insight that's I quite am, cool uh, i should be actually be working for garmin because i've just been this is this is the garmin episode this is yeah. unbelievable if they don't sponsor us after this we might need to take that saudi contract they are doing just fine without sponsoring anybody because p- people like me are just yapping all around about them saying how great they are yeah. so and they have yeah they're doing just fine apparently their big businesses are actually you know the navigation for planes and stuff yeah. like that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The consumer electronics is probably a, a small cut of it. Yeah, it's but probably now, the brand building part. Exactly. And if they can just crack, like they have a few different products right now. They have like the Garmin Forerunner, Vivo Active, Venue. They have like all these little different types and it's impossible as a consumer to tell the difference. If they can just crack that a bit, like sharpen the sales funnel and be like, this is for this, this is for that. Yeah. I think they could be absolute world beaters, like bigger than Apple Watch, bigger than all those, you know, but uh are they still reviewing your job application or? I think they've already in the bin, but oh, okay. uh, I'm, I'm going for another. Trying uh, to appeal yeah, here. Yeah. If only there was someone who could help them sharpen their sales funnel. No, um, they're doing just fine without me. So I think uh, that's how it'll stay. But 
Here we go. Good guys. The the cult of the Garmin. And speaking of cults, listeners. Oh, how about that? <laughs> you like that? We're one of the best. One of the best transitions we've ever had. We're going to come back after this break with something Neil has cooked up, which has been on the back burner for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to get into it. It's controversial. You may like it. You may not. Mm. Uh, you can write to neil at lostinpostulation.com if you don't. Not a real email address. So, yeah, good luck. Thank you very much. Let's do it. And listeners, welcome back to the main postulatory segment of the episode. And as mentioned, with an excellent transition, a masterful transition from Nicola there just before, we're going to be talking about cults. Or are we? That's actually the first question we're going to be talking because I have an opening postulation there. But before we get into that, I think it's worth just brushing in on the, the knowledge check to start with, right? So my first question is, where, where are you, Nicola, on cults? How, how informed would you say you are? What experience do you have with cults? Mainstream info. Um, amateur knowledge. Terrified by it. Oh. Mm, mm. Yeah. Well, I suppose my response there is similar. I'm, I'm also just a, an amateur uh, cultologist. But having done some research now for the episode, I'm somehow less terrified of them okay. than I was before. I guess there's degrees, right? And when we say cults, we think potentially right away the Mansons, the Wacos. Yeah, the, 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 right? the horror stories. Yeah. The, the extremities, right? Yeah, yeah. But then you can also go to, to lighter ends of the spectrum where, where maybe... I don't know, a cult is more of a community mm-hmm. uh, with good intentions that actually stays on that path, potentially, right? As we'll hear, yeah. probably the biggest quote that we talked about in the prep for this episode was just some random uh, former cult member who said, nobody joins a cult for bad reasons. They right. always join because they think it's a good thing that right. they're looking at here. And it's only after, it's only along the line where they might start to realize, oh crap, okay, yeah. I have made a huge mistake here. Yeah. But what I wanted to get into here is um, not only what is a cult, because I think it's just an interesting topic, and Mm. share a little bit of the knowledge just to help with the discussion a bit. But where I'd like to get to is uh, us postulating a cult. So if we we were (laughs) to create a cult, and of course I'm saying like an innocent cult, or at least relatively innocent, i.e. not like uh, a suicide-based or, you know, manipulation pyramid scheme, nothing like that. It's, It's supposed to be... Ideally, a, a a good cult, if such a thing right. exists. All, all due respect to pyramid schemes. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. I mean, as much as, as as you say, all due respect, right? Which is which is none. But um, let's start first of all with a little bit of definitions. We love that. Just mm. just to oh, kick off the postulation about what is a cult, right? And when I when I started down this rabbit hole, I quickly found that actually this question is wrong. That that already that's the wrong question to ask. Okay. Because the word cult, unfortunately, is derogatory in nature right mm. it's it's automatically taken to be a negative and has been variously defined by scholars but like one one scholar very uh flippantly put it as cult the definition is a religion that i don't like basically mm. um and it does right. it does carry extremely negative connotations and it, in the academic world they don't use the word at all actually right and they use the phrase new religious movements mm. nrms okay. so i i kind of agree with that though as well because I when mean, the this yeah. is pertaining to cults that are around a faith-based belief system, though, because which, the, there's yeah. the religion aspect, which isn't That's the case true. for all cults. That is true. So with the Venn diagram of cults, right, mm. you probably have new religious movements and cults massively overlapping, let's say, right. and then a little slice of each that don't fall in to right. each other, right? right? But still, I do think that almost every cult that you find has a, if not religious, a spiritual... Yeah significance to it or a community aspect or you know there are it's it's extremely some sort of belief system yeah. that you know galvanizes yeah the followers and we'll get really into yeah. the specifics right but i suppose for the purposes of this discussion i'd like to try and just be like when we say new religious movement we basically mean this whole sphere of like ir- ir- illogical cults you know right to, for, for lack of a better definition right so um if we agree that the word cult is kind of a loaded term mm. we can then try to define what is a new religious movement okay and uh, i have a short simple definition that that helps us out here from wikipedia of all places love it which says it's a religious or spiritual group that has modern origins and is peripheral to its society's dominant religious culture and when they say modern there i guess they mean the past couple of hundred years so th- mm. there isn't a 
if if a new religious movement is older than that, then it's not really new. So something stops being cult in a way. So what mm. you could say is that, you know, I don't know, the apostles, the Jesus' disciples or yeah. something, at its at an early stage, at an infancy, new might have been movement. cult, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it was a new religious movement, and now because time has passed, it's not considered a cult anymore. Well, is that this is the thing. Jesus was the original cult leader. Right. He was a charismatic individual mm-hmm. who demanded that people follow and listen to his message, right? Mm. And they did, and it kind of spiraled and became Christianity. Mm. But uh, so my point is like it necessitates being new or else it kind of is just a religion. And there are some of the cults we'll talk about that have got they get so popular that they themselves are like, well, we're a religion, you know? Right. Scientology, chief among them. But Your um, favorite. My fave. I, I thought it was also good just to deep dive, though, into like, what are the characteristics? If that's the definition, then what are, what are the characteristics mm. of a new mm. religious movement slash cult? Uh, and there's just a few here that I got from the Encyclopedia Britannica. And the first one is obvious, the word new. So it needs to be new. It needs to be, as we said, from the last few centuries. Mm. Uh, two, though, it needs to offer an innovative religious response to conditions of the modern world. And innovative is the key word there because cults don't form in a vacuum. They form in response to the existing religions that are out there mm. where the members of those religions feel I, my needs are not being met here. Very obvious example is the fundamentalist Latter-day Saints, the FLDS. They formed as an offshoot of LDS. Mormonism. Yeah, they okay. formed as an offshoot because they wanted um, polygamy, basically. Mm. So they, they mm. just were like, we want multiple wives. This is a big part of our faith. And then they've become an offshoot and that's where that cult has formed and then in some aspects Mm. in the the pop culture aspect if you will is that that new offshoot start the the cult right Mm. starts to overshadow Mm. the original and then we misrepresent potentially the whole as yeah what because a lot of the time when you talk to people about mormons and mormonism they think it's all this right all the polygamy right so the cult kind of because of its innovation as you called it kind of takes over they do by almost definition by default cults garner a negative pop culture response because they are and i'll come to it they are by definition countercultural, right so Mm. usually Mm. it's extremely unusual that a cult would have a widespread positive appeal most people actually tend to dislike them as a you know as a concept um so that, that was the next point. Usually countercultural in nature, going against mainstream religion or mainstream values or beliefs. So we can kind of take that as a, as a given. Uh, usually eclectic or pluralistic, meaning they combine doctrines and practices. So they just kind of, it's like pick and mix, like right. uh, pick and mix sweets, you know? They right. just, at the they, cinema. They yeah. just take from here and there and they're yeah. like, we like this, we like that. And they, it they've all kind of forms together. It mm. doesn't really matter if those things are pre-related or not. They just right. kind of pick and mix from them. Um, and here's the biggest one, one we'll probably talk about the most here when we try to make our cult, which is it's usually led by a charismatic and authoritative figure. Right. And actually, this is this is quite huge. I'll, I'll talk in a second as well about staying power of cults, which are the cults that have really stood the test of time. And this is the biggest factor, actually, that without a charismatic, almost uh, crazily charismatic or like deluded charismatic leader, without that, cults tend to fizzle out because people lose the the key thing that was keeping them there right uh, and finally this is the where it gets a little dark of course which is they often make great demands of loyalty and commitment of their followers mm-hmm. and they even establish themselves as substitutes for traditional family or what we would call traditional friends you know and of course i think at this point it's probably worthwhile for us to acknowledge that this is a dark topic and world mm-hmm. should we choose to go in that direction i mean there are so many stories documentaries uh, examples from the past few years where cults have unfortunately ended in either death in in certain cases or serious sexual abuse or other types of abuse emotional abuse neglect whatever so i don't and it's not to make light of that really but more to take the topic from a more zoomed out lens i think for mm. our purposes today i don't want i, I think cults are a massive massive topic of right. which there's a very important part about the negative crime aspect and and the right. very bad people who have become involved in cults but also from a sociological lens i think they're just in, interesting from a as i say a more zoomed out like mm-hmm. lens. so that may be more to steer the conversation it is interesting of course to talk about those p- particular examples because they are indicative of, of something but i think it's also interesting to just be like what the hell is cult or like why are we so right. into these things you know? right so anyway just wanted to kind of reference that at the start so uh and actually on that exact point before we get into famous examples which i think are super interesting um, it's worth emphasizing here that, as I said at the start, most scholarly examination of new religious movements 
are non-judgmental in nature as you can kind of as hear they should be yeah as, and yeah. also as i've been trying to be up till now like right. i'd say the casual listener here might be listening to me and going does this guy like cults or what and i'm yeah. like no that's not the case by the way i'm, I'm not a cult <laughs> member i'm more i'm just interested in them from like a topic from an academic informational yeah. point of view logical whatever you want exactly yeah. i'm not like condoning i'm not saying they're great or anything mm. it's just that i'm not going to immediately default to aren't cults terrible and, right know, yeah this is a postulation we're trying we are to, here postulate to postulate our way through yeah. that's that's basically sums it up right so top f- famous cults right mm. do you have a do you have your own uh maybe favorite is the wrong word but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly favorite is the wrong word i have some top of mind yeah well a classic yeah. if you will scientology yeah We'll get we'll get right. to Scientology. It's probably, and it's hard to know for sure, but it's probably the fourth biggest cult in the world, according to oh, okay. My well, research. that's interesting already. Yeah, so that's and the fourth biggest, right? At least according to rough estimations okay. of numbers, based on yeah, because of course they're secretive in nature. Like they, and they would claim they have hundreds of millions of members, even if they actually only have maybe a hundred million globally yeah. in Scientology. Yeah. Uh, and in, in fact, it's probably much less right. than that. But yes, yeah, Scientology is is a world famous and actually very old like relatively old uh nrm i mean it's around since the 50s pretty much mm. and uh has managed to amass a huge amount of power it is seen in very wealth right? well, oh yeah. yeah power and therefore wealth i think it is seen in various parts of the world as either just a profit-making business mm. um or in france it's it's defined as a cult in germany it's fully illegal actually it doesn't it can't operate in germany is that right yeah at least at least my research mm-hmm. has, has said as much maybe that's changed since then but that's um, interesting. there are also certain countries where it's fully classified as a religion in australia they pay zero tax altogether mm. like not a cent okay and uh, I think LRH, L. Ron Hubbard, for those who don't know, yeah. was quite open about that at, at its inception. The, the founder CEO, exactly. Let's call him. Yeah. He he saw uh, an opportunity here to form a business that would be focused on personal development or like you know growing mm-hmm. your your capabilities, and then realized that ah, if I define it as a religion, I'll pay way less tax, way less tax. Right. And they that's what they've done to this day. Horrible organization and plenty of material out there if people want to read more. Yeah. But I think uh, suffice to say. It's it's probably one of the scarier ones just because of how close to home Scientology is. You don't have to go too far no. down, down the road here to find their headquarters in uh, in North Europe. Exactly, exactly. I passed them the other day actually, and they have this kind of at the entrance kind of like museum piece, which is L. Ron Hubbard's desk. Yeah, uh, and there's tourists kind of flocking in there and checking it out. Uh, potentially tourist followers of the cult. I don't know. Potentially, like, yeah. or I think probably the majority are just rubbernecking a bit, like right. like I do when I walk by, and I'm just yeah. like, what kind of people are in here? Yeah. Um, and again, not to get too darky, but the the type of people who end up in these are often those who maybe didn't have much to lose in the first place with mm. regard to say their social circle or family or mm. whatever and therefore they use it as a crutch or a social outlet but it is also stealing a lot of their money and, right. and, and that is the, the worst part about it I think right. that, like Scientology there's nothing stopping you becoming a very high ranking member of Scientology if you're willing to part with all of your uh, income basically to yeah. do it sadly but wow. um, I thought I would just drop in a fun fact on Scientology for those who don't know the core theory or like what's, what's it actually based on mm. this is all true what I'm about to say uh, the core belief of Scientology is that uh, Zenu, who is an interdini- interdimensional warlord, um, brought billions of people to Earth 75 million years ago and killed them with hydrogen bombs near volcanoes. This created body thetans, which are like angels that still cling to humans today. And removing those thetans is, um, is how you become an advanced Scientologist or go clear. Uh, and do, we, do we buy that? Well, there was something uh, that... In that New Yorker article, which we we had as part of the pre-read for Mm -hmm. this episode, where some of the volcanoes they were mentioning, such as Mount Etna, for example, Mm -hmm. was not around when this purported uh, eruption was to happen, right? And that kind of small thing led to not a massive, but a slight exodus by some members Mm. from it, because they're like, oh, that's what we got them on, doesn't check out. Isn't it strange, though? And one thing I found in the research here is that when a cult member is confronted with firm evidence that either the cult leader is corrupt and horrible mm. or factually something doesn't add up here, it actually tends to have one of two effects. Mm. One is that, as you say, people leave and they go, mm, I was misled, this isn't true. And for some reason, for a great deal of people, it actually strengthens their belief. It, because it's countercultural and mm. because I think they're given this, hey, they're going to say all oh, this stuff, yeah, don't yeah, believe it, yeah. type of this siege mentality, if exactly. you will. Yeah. And it brings, I was talking about it earlier with Yura, and we, we were talking about how Trump's supporters are, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say cult members, but I mean, 
Well, as, but as, you could look at QAnon, yeah. for example, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's Same a cult, thing. right? Yes, now, yes, whether yes, yes. he is something they are deifying mm-hmm. or whether he is the leader of it, maybe that's more yeah. of a nuance. But is QAnon a cult? Well, yeah. And I mean, as I think Trump said himself at one point, either on or off the record, probably off the record, he said something Which like... Which then ends up being on the record yeah, because for he all was of POTUS. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But he said something to the, to the effect of, I could literally walk down Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody. And my supporters would like me even more, which is he said that in true. a debate on national TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is true. Yeah. But it just speaks to how the evidence of the eyes and the mind and the ears mm. of uh, of actual fact presented to their supporters is not going to sway them in any way. Right. Which I think is just pretty scary. But so okay, so Scientology. That was one I wanted to check in on. So good yeah. that you good yeah. that you raise it. Scientology definitely. Indeed. And speaking of kind of the well known ones, I think another big one because of Netflix was the subject of the documentary Wild Wild Country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rajneesh Puran. Did you watch that? Uh, I documentary? did not. I did not. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. It's a um, it's a little bit sensational as as all Netflix right. uh, documentaries are, but to be fair, this was a cult that um, was basically a large settlement in the U.S. for uh, quite a long time, about seven or eight years, led mm. by an Indian like guru. Right. Right. And uh, they were constantly fighting to maintain their ownership of that land and basically own a city in the U.S. And uh, what they ended up doing was poisoning um, the regular citizens of that mm-hmm. town to prevent them from voting in an upcoming election. And it was actually the largest bioterrorist attack in U.S. history. Uh, over 700 people were poisoned in that, uh, That's in that attack. Yeah. So the, and this was like their legit strategy to try and vote themselves into government. A bit crazy. But um, that's Rajneesh, uh, Rajneesh Puram, Puram, which um, w- is the subject of that documentary. Mm-hmm. They also had an unsuccessful murder plot for a state's attorney. So th- they were oh, a pretty go. bad yeah. bunch of hombres, can right. we, can we right. say? Right. Um, and then I, I wanted to drop in one more, just as a, a little fun example. Fun, maybe the wrong word. But uh, really recent, actually. And I, this kind of passed me by in the last few years. But there was one called NXIVM. Mm. did you see this or like it was it yeah was in, i mean the yeah. the initials that formation rings a bell yeah because i i've been seeing i've been researching it the last couple of days and i'm like yeah. how did i not hear about this but this was a, a recent cult that started in new york and it started as a multi-level marketing like pyramid scheme basically mm. by a very charismatic leader keith ranier is his name mm-hmm. um and of course horrible guy keith ranier and he, he ended up using it and not only as a money-making scheme, but as a sex trafficking ring and right, uh, all right. sorts of other things. He was convicted in 2019 to 120 years in prison. And yeah, there will remain, along yeah. with many other members of that organization. But like many cults, it started as a, hey, personal development, you know, learn a bit more about yourself, become a better version of you. Right. And it uh, quickly fell off track due to this cult of personality at the head. Yeah. This stuff happens quickly. I've been approached. I mean, you know, in one of the things I do is I'm also, I, I freelance and, mm-hmm. and I consult early stage startups and I've been approached by founders that reach out to me to, to work on their go-to market and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and I always, you know, do my vetting of the business because you gotta, you know, you don't want to waste your time on mm-hmm. anything. And the amount of ones that reach out to you and say, I'm my growth strategy is that we're going to make this uh, multi-level marketing mm. but done differently. Yeah. We're going to do what Herbalife did wrong differently. And this is how it starts. And then you know, they lure you in and next thing you know, you're there and you're having to sell this thing and then how do you sell it? You start to pivot probably towards, yeah. hey, what if there's a deeper underlying meaning and belief here? Yeah. What if we can yeah, yeah. get more followers by doing this? Get the siege mentality in. It goes fast and it is scary as hell. It is. And like, it's, we all talk about multi-level marketing, you know, slash pyramid schemes mm. as if we're world weary and we know them. We know, you know, it's like, hey, yeah, yeah, they would never get me, right? But then why the hell are there so many out there? And they're they so successful. They get repackaged they and work. it works every time. They seriously work. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it, you don't have to look that far. There are so many examples even today that we would, yeah, potentially say, oh, but that's a legit business. But no, basically it's, you know. And, and part of it is... And you and I discuss this quite often offline. Part of it is a very American aspect to this, right? Yeah, the American dream. Right. The American dream, the what they now call, you know, in our generations and the ones under it, quote unquote, hustle culture, right? Mm. This notion of uh, everyone has uh, that great idea and can fulfill it and can become a billionaire. And the, mm. when you start to have this mentality, it's a matter of time. Not everyone has the same ethics mm. before there's some shortcuts, etc. Yeah. Uh, and that you get dragged into these things and that you need something to cling on to, right? I mean, mm. if uh, if the drawback is, hey, I can't pay the bills I, and I might end up homeless and then the charismatic one comes and says, hey, 
by you know selling this product yeah. for me over and over again and bringing yeah. in your friends you can be one of the ones to run the show i mean that can be very a very enticing proposition if it mm. gets you when you're down 100 and it just reminds me of uh bitcoin ethereum these kind mm. of uh, cryptocurrencies uh even gamestop the stock uh they're still uh, if you remember gamestop yeah, was a meme stock like not that right. long ago and hurts all of this exactly but the thing is um we forgot about them all, right? Or at least I did. Like there, there was like gold rush and people were really jumping in or trying to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not miss the train. And uh, then we all forgot about it because it was stupid and it, it you know, right. it went down and it went out of the, the news cycle. Yeah. But there are still people there and I, you don't have to look that far on the internet to find communities who are buying GME every paycheck. They're dumping half their paycheck into GameStock, uh, which is just one meme stock that for some reason they're convinced has been, it has this like short volume that's going to explode right. or whatever. And there, no no facts will change their mind about it. And these are people ruining not only their lives but their families' lives, potentially kids, like the people who depend on them. And nothing, will, like, and this this is just like one today example that just the internet, like, no, there's nobody even benefiting from this necessarily. There's no guy, there's, uh, other than the GameStop Corporation, I guess, but like, there's no guy who's profiting off this. This is just people throwing their salary away at a stock that will just continue to perform basically in line with the business performance. Yeah. Because it gives these people something a place if you will even virtual where they feel like they belong where they feel they're surrounded by like-minded and whatever however far-fetched that dream is that they're Mm. working towards something and now i'm i'm kind of psychoanalyzing it right but that is also yes they're not worshiping a cross they're worshiping you know longing this stock over and over again that is a cult following 100 percent, and it's just uh it's a bit this comes to your point around scariness right or or terrifying the terrifying nature of it a bit that it isn't that hard for us to even our friends and family to fall into these things mm-hmm. um and then okay i don't want to take us completely off track but things like holistic medicine which then veer into even things like acupuncture or chiropractic mm-hmm. which are really mainstream accepted things like right. that, that I, I hear people all the time say i'm going to a chiropractor i'm going to this that right but those are not medically certified things mm-hmm. or like to become a chiropractor is not something you need to study or go to university right, for. Right, right. You can just You're go. not going to med school for eight years of your life and then no. going on to residency, whatever. No. I'm pretty sure you don't need to do anything, actually. You can you can open, a, you can buy a, or rent a space and open an office and say, I'm a chiropractor, yeah. and nobody can tell you otherwise, you know? Massotherapist. Yeah. We used to call masseuses now. Yeah. have now started being called massotherapists, for exactly. example. And there's, I love to get a massage. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it feels good. There's some people that give a great massage, yeah. but... Then you start to call it a muscle therapist. Mm-hmm. Then what's next? You start to call it a doctor of massages, exactly. etc. And then because of that, anything that person says, mm. qualifier, I'm a doctor. Yeah. I have credibility. Exactly. This is a slippery slope. Scary stuff. And especially, here's a fun, fun game for you to play. Next time anyone tells you that they are going or went to a chiropractor, mm. uh, <laughs> ask them, did, he, did the chiropractor say that you need to come back multiple times? Right. Every 100% of the time, they will say, oh, yeah, he said I need to come back at least four or five more times because yeah. it's so bad, my back, you know, or whatever. But there is not a chiropractor in the world who brings you in, fixes your problem and goes, cool, bye-bye, that was good. Mm. They will always say, oh, this is a big problem we got here. You're going you're gonna to need to come back at least four or five times just to get this fixed. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the industry, to be honest. But, I almost uh, threw a quick jab at our dentist friends, but I decided to... I draw the line, yeah, because at least dentists have some kind of ed- an education and qualification. Yeah, you know, let's be fair. They're held yeah. to a standard, yeah. right? But no, there are other, like acupuncture, acupressure, and, and so forth. Like, yeah. Mm. Say no more. I don't want to ruffle too many feathers. We've already probably ruffled enough. Yeah, I, I think you've ruffled quite a few, but... Uh, what I wanted I to, to get into, I think the fun part of this episode, right. is where do we turn this into a postulation of our very own? Yes, yes. And that's what I thought we would try and do, to create a new cult uh, for everyone to join. And I've even come up with a name for it. Now, we can debate whether this is the name. I've called it postulism. Mm. Uh, because it's you know it's a cult based around postulation, right? How do we like? It? Do you think there's a better name out there? First of all, you know something, uh, Church of Latter Day Postulism. Mm. Um, we we need to add some oh, some okay. adjectives to a it. A few more uh, extra words. Yeah, but the thing is, it needs to, like the the thing Scientology has going for it. It is one word, right? Yeah, postulism with ology. Maybe post postology or something like that. Postulization, po- hmm. postology, postulology. Post- Postology. It's a bit of a tongue tripper. Postulology. No, that's too hard. Postulology. Yeah. No. Anyway, well, let's come back to that, but, right? But that, the ology part, mm. you know, if I'm already thinking in terms of how we get that reach and that credibility. The yeah. ology part adds a bit yeah. of, 
oh psychology oh biology yeah, yeah biology yeah. oh serious subject mm. matter but then now that scientology is such a poisoned well i actually don't know if that does us any favors fair so we may need to find i thought ism is ism is good because it's more like a movement right postulism or, yeah, yeah. like buddhism sikhism postulism you know it's, yeah. it kind of fits right in there right but uh, stoicism, you know, it, it kind of slots right in. But maybe it's not. Stoicism. Maybe it's not <laughs> extreme enough. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, uh, so what I thought we would do is I'm going to throw out a few needs that our cult has to fulfill. Please. And then we're going to try and come up with some answers to those needs. Okay. So the following are what our friend ChatGPT has has told me are the key factors that make a cult successful. Mm. So number one, charismatic leadership. So we're going to need a charismatic leader. Now, I, I know that you and me would like to take a stab at it ourselves. Right. I just don't know if we necessarily have the manic, charismatic gravitas that's needed. And, I mean, the the headspace. We're way too busy podcasting. At that's the it. We need someone who can do this full time. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a candidate in mind to be our charismatic leader? A candidate in mind to be our charismatic leader. And that, now we're not talking celebrity endorser, right? This is quite different. This is someone to, mm. you know, launch this this well, program uh, yes yes and you know because it, ultimately it's got to be someone with name recognition you know that mm. we want to to steer the ship right because mm. we could name you know johnny whoever but that's not gonna that's not gonna right. compel the listeners right you know so first thought here and i am spitballing a bit but another word for that is postulation yes now i think oftentimes what sells credibility to the americans you know if we're looking to get to a certain level of of scale here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. quickly we want to get america right yes, of course we want to get a solid following there and pop culturally kind of the rest follows oftentimes yeah. right yeah. that's that's our notion right we want to do this quick this is this is hustle culture mm-hmm. now what sells very well to the americans in terms of credibility someone speaking with a british accent <sighs> that is true are you following yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. so i'd like to narrow it down to that um, because, you know, the, the cute British accent logic, but also mm. the very, you can do, you know, English prime minister mm. type of voice, mm. right? Mm. So something along those lines, right? Do we like, what about Benedict Cumberbatch? Benedict Cumberbatch. As our, as our cult leader. That is huge. That is huge. Um, and yeah, let's be reminded when Facebook had to bring someone in to do their whole like policy stuff, they mm. brought in Nick Clegg. Oh yeah, yeah. there's right. no that, like Sheffield. we know yeah. this works. The fact that John Oliver has been such a success in the U.S. I mean, like people love a, a, a clever guy with a British accent. With a British accent, they will exactly. listen. Even a Scottish accent with your friend Craig Ferguson. Indeed, he um, he might even work as a backup if. Uh, oh if, wow! If Benedict we could get Craig involved, I think Benedict Cumberbatch is a great shout. I think it's because he has. If you want to talk charisma, like this is a guy who can act. He could read the phone book, right. and I would probably enjoy him doing that because right. he has such gravitas, such right. such charisma. Uh, even him pretending to be a dragon is entertaining, you know. Do we have also because I think we want this postulism to come across as correctly progressive mm-hmm. and appeal to as broad of an audience as possible? Yeah. We also need a female leader, a counterpart, That's true. right? That's true. Yeah. Um, along those lines, Britishism. Mm. What about a Rosamund Pike? Hmm. You remember Rosamund Pike from Gone Girl? I do. Right? Yeah, She's yeah. British. Yeah. She's not up to much these days either. She's not acting no, that right? much. She, if she's available, I'm well open. I'm totally open to her. Right. Although she strikes me as a more traditional Scientology candidate for some reason. You mm-hmm. know? Uh, I got you. you what, what about I mean? an Olivia Coleman? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I would follow her. Yeah. Olivia Coleman and Benedict Cumberbatch. If Olivia tells me that this is a really cool thing, I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah. BC 100%. and OC. Yeah. So Benedict and Olivia are our kind of front pair. They're I gonna, like that. They're going to drive it. Like I, I'll follow them. I would. Like, I would definitely. If if they started talking about their new thing that they were doing together, I would be like, oh, let, let's hear them out. That's interesting. Yeah. They could get me to eat a sandwich. Yeah. If it was a sandwich based cult. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um. Well, point number two: isolation from society. We need to find a way for our members not to fall victim to the trap of being involved in regular society. So we need to find a way to kind of keep them away from their everyday life, you know? Right. And we can't make that isolation a geographic isolation. No, we can. I, we I, can I, 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 in fact, I think that's the only way to do it here. Okay. So we're talking geographic isolation. Mm. Um, somewhere where we can be super remote. Yeah. Um, but where... It's fertile enough, the environment, where we could eventually live off the land. Again, yeah. siege mentality. We don't need them. We are an exactly. autocracy exactly. that has a self-sustaining economy, if you will. Yep. 
Um, so what comes to mind that I don't think we can be, it needs to be super remote, right? So yeah, we can't yeah. be, nothing is remote enough in Europe, for yep. example, yeah, yeah. right? Everything is just one big urban Not gonna work. plot. Yeah. So you could start to say, okay, where do we have spaces, right? Mm-hmm. Um, part of it, you could say the American West. Yeah. Part of it, you could say Canada. You could go to far corners in Chile, in Australia, mm-hmm. somewhere in Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to throw one out that, it, okay, all ethics aside, Siberia. We can go to we can go to Saudi Arabia because I we, think they would welcome <laughs> with open arms, with open arms yeah. and bags of cash. Exactly, because we can go to Neom, like the line, right? And now, again, I'm saying all ethics out the window because making a cult already we threw ethics out the window, right? right? right. So let's be honest. So if we move into Neom, the line, you know, that new line-based skyscraper that's going right. up in Saudi Arabia, yeah. and we just take like a part of that and say that's our thing. Yeah. I think that that's it. We I have think Saudi, our, we Saudi have is a place. huge call because yeah. the Saudis, what they want to use this as as part of their vision 2030, yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. Is, hey, look, Kambi and Olivia mm-hmm. are coming over and starting this massive movement. New way of life. Right? Yeah. Postulism. Yeah. Now, what are they going to do next? They're going to try to get Scientology to move its headquarters. Over. Yeah. They're going to try. They're going to so think about it. They play yeah. the long game. It's like the PGA. Guys, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. uh, as long as you don't go to one of their embassies. Exactly. I love it. Okay. I guess let's do some quick fire ones here because some of these are not so complicated. So now we've got Benedict and Olivia and we're doing it in potentially Saudi or like, let's see. Right? The, go- the Gulf, I think. We're is going a good Gulf. Show we're going general. Gulf. Yeah. yeah. Let's, not, let's not be so specific, right? Let's say Gulf. Um, control of information. This one, we can kind of link it to the location a bit that we basically need people not to be on social media or the internet because we don't want mm. them, you know, yeah. getting any pesky information. Yeah. There we could have been safer with an... Iran or a North Korea, but yeah. I, I think with MBS, Olivia and, and BC yeah. could work something out with them. I think we need to say no phones though as well. Like as part of the belief of no smartphones, at least. no smartphones, just and, burners and very little like internet. Yeah. yeah, I think we can have like our own little internet. Yeah, the postulism first, you know. Why don't we bring back the Nokia bricks? Yeah, I think bricks for everybody, yeah. and we can say that it's part of the deal. That it's like it helps you to unlock higher power or you know higher thought absolutely whatever. so i think i think that's going to be key no smartphones right. no screen time analytics no screen time even right. <laughs> i mean that's that's how we can really minimize information um and then indoctrination <laughs> this is so this is so um what's the word <laughs> like grim in a way but uh yeah i love it uh indoctrination and thought reform so we need a way when people come in to get them onboarded convincingly into our new postulism is this code. the like blackmail aspect or we're not there yet oh we get that that's coming yeah. okay so this so, <laughs> this is just how do we kind of teach them the theory and like reform, brainwash basically the, the, the participants into uh, <laughs> into our cult sorry um, <laughs> one of the more ridiculous podcast episodes I've, I've done but uh, yeah we need to have I mean you have a boot camp yeah. slash pilgrimage to Ooh, I like uh, the, I like the we, we have kind of a where, where our founding principles were etched into stone yeah. 8,000 years ago after some like sort it. of, you know, explosion yeah. uh, that happens to be somewhere in the Gulf. Um, and, and we do kind of this boot camp where to get there, they're walking through the desert for 25 days, yeah. 24 nights. Mm-hmm. Um Hydration is there, etc. But, you know, and nice. they're bonding with each other yeah, as yeah. they go. Um, something of, like that. Yeah, a lot of some cost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Big rite of passage. That's to kind of make them feel like they've earned the right to be there, you know? Yeah. And to have the exclusivity, the, the kind of club membership aspect. Yeah, yeah, and that's where they develop some of what will become our founding postulations of mm. postulism. Because they all probably have to prepare a postulation in that right. journey and, and bring it at the right. end. Right, exactly. Know? And be approved. Yeah. Uh, the next one is is the dark one. It's It's emotional exploitation. We need to find a way to um, manipulate the emotions of our followers wow. to make them uh, unlikely to leave. One of the examples that ChatGPT gave here was like love bombing, for example. Uh, you know what that is? Was ChatGPT, by the way, sending these over with like a, a warning in case you're planning to use this? Or Not was- really. To be honest, I, was a little, uh, <laughs> I was a little surprised, to be honest. Wow. Okay. Um, like I asked it, like, what are the common factors that allow a cult to sustain? And yeah. it said, uh, cults or new religious movements with extreme practices often sustain themselves through a combination of psychological, social, and organizational factors. And then it just listed them. So wow, okay. Thank it, you. It was not Chad. holding back, you know. Um, on the emotional exploitation part, I was going to suggest love bombing, which is... Uh, a very toxic practice where 
with the new recruits you treat them absolutely amazingly you make them feel like a million bucks and right. the answer to all their problems but then you withdraw that at a moment's notice and make them completely destabilized and, and questioning their whole existence okay. of like oh my god yeah. what did i do wrong etc etc it creates this uh yeah. dependent push-pull um so i'm i definitely was going to uh, drop that in there i think that one might work quite nicely during that desert march yeah right some love bombing day yeah. on day off um, oh yeah yeah absolutely wow this is horrible this yeah is so we're, horrible. but isn't it crazy how easy it is in a way like yeah because this is halfway we're, there we're not even innovating really we're just coming up with stuff that every previous cult has also come up right. with you know um we're, we're very close now to to defining it so that's uh, the very innovation right it's yeah. how well do you cherry pick exactly uh we just need now a few more things we need an exclusive claim to truth or salvation so why should people follow postulism and nothing else That's hard. That is hard. Um, but I, I think you had it earlier because you said something about it's carved on a tablet 8,000 right. years ago. You, you have yeah. to play the history and truth card, right? Yeah. This is the one absolute truth. Yeah. Uh, to reinforce that, you poke holes in all the others. Yeah. I think that's probably the fastest route. So you take your mm -hmm. Scientology, you take your Church of Latter-day Saints, you take your Jehovah's, whatever, mm -hmm. and you start to poke holes at their logic yeah. and show that ours actually has an answer to all yeah. the questions, to all the open-answered questions of the other faith. Exactly. So this is, I like what you're saying. I don't have the answer for how exactly we do that, but we agree that that's the, the approach. We right. poke holes, we show that the others are wrong right. through facts and logic. Yeah. And then we uh, we try and show that we're the, the one absolute truth. Remember, this is kind of, in a way, it's like a political campaign, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, you know, it's a zero-sum game. Yeah. Either our cult wins or our cult loses. It's like we're serious about being a cult here. So right. like, it's like we have to go all in. Yeah. We can't half-ass it and be like, please join ours. But I mean, if you don't want it, that's okay right, too. Right, right, right. Like, here are the alternatives. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. It's not going to work. No. Yeah. And what no cult has ever been like, optional cult you know join or don't you know right. it's, it's always been like this is how you save yourself you know? authority is the name of the game exactly uh demanding total commitment i feel like we've kind of already done that with the geographic and the no phones and all that so right i don't think we need to do too much more on that but i do think that if if people even think about leaving we say hey you're either all in or you're all out you gotta have an oath though you gotta yeah, have a yeah. daily pledge of allegiance daily I, is I, good yeah. I, I cherry pick that one from the American public school yeah system. another yeah. famous uh, how about that another famous cult yeah. <laughs> a cult of second graders unbelievable that that exists by the way oh like, man I had to do it for a few years I, I wrote a, a piece about it uh, yeah. a couple months ago which was uh, yeah unbelievable but there you go demanding like yeah. literally demanding total commitment explain to me why kids reciting the pledge of allegiance isn't a cult based behavior yeah, well, there you go. I'll wait. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, there's only a few more. Um, social bonds and community. This is a nicer one. This is warmer. So we need to make it so that people feel like they're really a member of this community and they, right. they've made their new best friends here. That they're so heard. I'm, I'm going to suggest a pizza party. That uh, Weekly. Every, every Friday yeah. there's a pizza party. Yeah, we like our pizza. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any other things to build a social bond, team building activities? I think, um, should we be a cult that allows alcohol, actually, to differentiate? Yeah. Or is that... Yeah. No, I think we can. Some drugs as well. I think we Potential. actually, probably that could be part of the selling point. Right. That we support all safe use of scientifically approved drugs. Right. You know, something you like that. Yeah. Yeah. To go with the pizza. Uh, drugs and pizza. For yeah. enhanced bonding, probably. Drugs yeah. and pizza. Yes. Okay. This is good. And then uh, one more. This is good. <laughs> well, in relatively. Last one, financial exploitation. How do we make this thing a money spinner for us? Because that's ultimately why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. you know? So I think it's a big membership fee to sign up. Gotta be. And it's a tithing setup. So similar to a lot of actual religions, we need people to be putting a percentage of their income towards us. Well, also the pizzas at the pizza party aren't free. No, no, no. So every no, Friday no. is a fundraiser. Well, yeah. The Thursday is the fundraiser. Friday is the uh, right pizza and drugs party. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. one one hand washes the other yeah. in this yeah. uh, in this setup. I think uh, I think that'll work with the tithing aspect also. I think what we need to do is attract remote workers. That's the digital nomads, right? Because we need them making That's making great. money yeah. in the AM to you know in the eight AM nine to five you know whatever. Right. And then that's what we funnel off to fund our uh, lavish uh, extravagant lifestyle. But there we run into a control issue because if they're digital nomads oh, in yeah. touch yeah, with the outside yeah, yeah. world through internet connections, we yeah. run a huge risk 
of losing them unless hmm. the aspects of um, unless their sunk cost is not a sunk cost then it's yeah. their opportunity cost is so high to leave us hmm. that they're not tempted away by that. This is actually a problem with our cult. Actually, I, I, right. I believe we haven't we haven't cracked the 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 revenue stream because this is what what previous cults have been so successful at. They allow people to keep their jobs. That's the only thing they allow them to keep, and with that, they take all of their income. Right. So, their new job. Yeah. They are gonna build the best, biggest sandcastles mm. in the Gulf, in the entire desert. Sandcastles. That billionaires will be willing to buy now i'm talking sandcastles that people can live in that is a this is a huge innovation that they're gonna sell we're gonna funnel this money back in through the cult and well there yeah. you go okay so we are a real we, we go all in on sandcastles as one of our kind of defining value adds for right the world. Yeah. absolutely absolutely that is okay. that is what we give back to the community in order to finance the operation cool yeah, and yeah. make bc and oc wealthy exactly more wealthy than they already are oh yeah they're doing well out of this i mean right. after us they're the they're the biggest earners probably right. from all and this. they might not even be based in the gulf they might no. stay in london no no they, they don't even need to necessarily believe in the cult no i just think that they need to lead the cult with yeah. full you we'll know just hologram them in yeah, yeah they dial in once a week it's fine yeah. unbelievable great so i think we're done we've made our cult so wow to be confirmed the name because i i buy your point that maybe it needs to have a bit of a Church mm. of the Second Reckoning of Postulation. You know, just some kind of a longer, more detailed right. title. Um, but here, are the, here, just a recap of what we've what we've agreed. It's going to be led by Benedict Cumberbatch and Olivia Coleman, two very charismatic leaders who people will be delighted to follow. And great actors. Actors very important in mm. this term because no matter what they believe, yeah, they can get the others to believe. Hundred percent. I mean, right. if Tom Cruise can do it for for Scientology, then well, there you go. There you go. And not just him. Not just him. Many. Uh, isolation from society we're going to go to the gulf states we haven't decided which one but we're going to see who who makes us the best offer yeah absolutely uh no smartphones no internet no technology we have uh an indoctrination process where they go through some kind of a boot camp pilgrimage situation it's like a rite of passage through the desert 25 days 24 nights very taxing emotionally and physically and that's also part of the emotional exploitation they really feel like they've gone through something to be part Mm -hmm. of this uh this group Mm -hmm. um there's the love bombing that happens along the way also (laughs) Uh, we say that we have exclusive claims to truth and salvation because our religion is actually the only correct one and all the others are actually drawing from ours, funny enough. So all this stuff about like Moses or the two tablets and all that, or right. th- that all was actually what we, what, like what our religion did. Right. They took our tablets. They, they stole it and yeah. they mistranslated it and all these right. kind of things. Um, so we poke holes in those other religions. Uh, we demand an oath, of course, daily pledge of allegiance crazy idea like that i right. don't know but yeah. uh, innovation innovation and then uh drugs and pizza party every friday that keeps everybody uh socially bonded mm-hmm. community wise they they make good, good friends and uh of course that we have them building sandcastles all day every day and we sell those sandcastles to the rich as property and in fact we could even sell them to celebrities who want to join and that could be their house that's the buy-in. In, yeah. It's kind of like for a Portuguese passport, you just need to buy an oceanfront villa. Nowadays, exactly. Right? It's just like a it's just a pyramid scheme of another time. It's right. a sandcastle scheme rather right. than a pyramid scheme. Love but it. But there you go. Love it. I think we have our cult. Well, there you go. So there you go. Another wow. successful postulation in the books. You could say successful and, and grim, Neil. Yeah, um, yeah. Dark. But, um, you know, sometimes the world is dark. We got to postulate in all conditions. We've got to. We've got to. And, uh, wow, I am... Uh, Taking aback, <laughs> feeling experience. a bit, uh, feeling a bit. Uh, I'm gonna go go take a shower. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so we've created a cult. Uh, yes. a year into doing this podcast, didn't take long. No, yeah. it didn't take long. I mean, you see how it goes. On the other hand, we could also just continue our normal podcast and not start this cult. I'm also up for that. We might have to do that. And listeners, we will be doing that with a few guests coming up. In, that is true. Over the course of the next few weeks, something we're we're very excited about. Let us know whether whether you guys like that or not. Whether you guys like the guests, we think uh, you know, or suggest future guests. I mean, yeah, the way we're Come doing it yourself. is uh, we're we're always inviting the mo- most exciting postulators that we can right. find, people who we have engaged with their content in one way or another, and who th- we think are amazing, and we mm-hmm. want to hear their postulations. So, if there is anyone else out there that you think could be a world class top tier postulator, maybe not quite on our level, but that's okay. Nobody's quite at our postulatory uh, heights just yet. But we want to hear from you. We want to uh, know all about them. Yes. Listeners, thanks again. One final public service announcement. Uh, I'm going to look right in the camera for this one uh, before we sign off today. If there is anybody 
listening, working at Texaco, oh, yeah. can you please, please put us in contact with whoever is running your Welsh operation because we have an issue that we need to take up with them. Well, look, I'll leave it at that. Thank okay. you very much. Th- thank you, everybody. Take care, listeners. See you next time.